Welcome to another edition of The List, the Write Fiction Podcast. We've got a fantastic show for you all today about our favorite songs with Cowbell. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners just like you. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.writefiction.com, where you can find the Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. Now, let's get to it. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell, is the punchline of a famous SNL skit. And we're hard-pressed to find an instrument less pretentious than the lowly cowbell. From the farmer's fields as a way to know their cattle's whereabouts, to Latin American music, to hard rock, to Washington, D.C.'s go-go music. You know what I'm saying? Doing the butt. To sporting events, the cowbell always the brunt of some jokes, is a simple idiophone hand percussion instrument and the topic of our podcast today. So, me and the guys got together. We're going to give you our favorite cowbell songs. So what do you say, guys? Are we, uh, are we more, more cowbell? Is that Absolutely. How you yeah. Always. More cowbell? Always. Either way. How you guys doing, man? Uh, Adam, you've been, uh, you've been doing some, some football lately, huh? Tis the season. Tis the season. It's lots of football. Lot, then you got hockey starting. You got basketball starting. Well, baseball's done in Philadelphia, so we don't have to worry about that. But there's still college sports. You know, you got, there's just it's very sporting this time of year. Saying even 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 Mister Sportsball himself, Brendan was uh, was there. Uh, you know, the checking out the uh, the game. You know, for just just for the love of the game, checking out the sports. Uh, Brendan, so you, you've been doing some sports stuff too. What's going on with you, man? Yeah. Oh, man. I've been super busy. Uh, last week, I was in Buffalo, New York, recording an album with this really awesome group. And then I'm getting back to Philly this week and just kind of catching up on stuff. And then I worked the Eagles game last night and I am like getting my stuff set up. And I see Adam in the distance like, hey, there's my friend Adam. I can't wait to say hi and talk, to, you know, catch up a little bit because I've been out of town. And so I walk up to him. He doesn't even say hello. He just says, you better not get in my frequency range. And then he walks away from me. <laughs> he did not say that. He I did. did. I did. Was definitely... That was the only words exchanged. Oh, Adam. <laughs> we, 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 we texted. We did lovey-dovey text later on. Yeah. I, that, yeah, is, hey. that is so on brand now. That is so Adam. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people at the games, and I can't stop – I'm going to say it was the A package. It's the big show. You know, it's the, it's the, you know, and, and you got to, you know, we were short a guy too, which was not helpful. So we, I, uh, I was doubling, tripling up doing stuff I usually wouldn't do. So it was, a. Uh, that's all I can just stay out of my freaks. See, like, stay stay out, my out of my freaks. Out, I didn't even say frequencies. I freaks. I didn't even have time for frequencies. I'm like out my freaks meta out my, out my GD freaks. And boy, did I. Wow. I mean, you're the house. I mean, there's nothing we can really do. And, and Tobias does an excellent job coordinating, so no one was on top of anybody. Yeah. Tobias, did you know Tobias is like a heavy jazz fan? Really? Yes. I'm going to have to bring that. I've, I've known him for 15 years. I gotta, I, I'm got I'm going to just randomly just start musing about it, like just in his periphery. <laughs> yep. He, he'll get he'll get going with it. Yeah, he's oh, a no, huge jazz no fan. Shit. What's, his, pop up at, what's his last at, uh, name? Pool. P-O-O-L-E. Okay. He does frequency coordination for a lot of the um, uh, 
the Philly buildings. So, so what uh, are you going to say? Hey, hey, Tobias, uh, come to my frequency. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm just going to start talking about like some random Coltrane album, just like an earshot or something. That's I, I want to be. I want to be subtle. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, Brendan told me you like the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be okay too. <laughs> you know what? That's more fun the other way. I know his name from WRTI. Ah, that that would make sense. I think yeah. he's been on the radio before as a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yep, I, I'm mm. I'm going to have to try to randomly drop that too. Well, look I at think, this. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! Well, Watch oh, out, Brandon, Tobias. So, I know. So, I'm sure you're a listener. <laughs> so, Brandon, you you were in Buffalo, and um, so one of the things I'm obsessed with right now is buffalo wings. Did you find the birthplace of the buffalo wing in Buffalo? <laughs> uh, I did not find the birthplace, and so you guys know I'm vegetarian, so I did not have proper buffalo wings but i did find a spot that had some pretty awesome vegan wings and i know go ahead with the comments they were they were wrapped in pieces of sugar cane instead of a bone and they were they were really good but the people i was with were definitely having lots of wings mm. all right I, I nice. that's weird no, no comment that's weird uh freddie what have you been up to man uh you know writing playing not so much recording uh this past week or so but uh practicing you know and doing writing some songs with a couple different uh co-writers that i hang out with virtually sometimes in person these days just because it's you know a little safer if everyone is backed up very cool you got any uh anything of note coming up uh i actually well yeah next month We'll we'll talk about that as it gets closer. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And uh I, I What have about been... you? Yeah, what's up? So yeah, I've been eating a lot of pies and uh <laughs> and uh yeah. trying to get back into playing some shows and working on my stuff. I actually have a show coming up soon right. in King of Prussia on my birthday. Um so if you're uh-huh. in King of Prussia on the twenty ninth of October, which is probably after this is released, but either way you might see me out there. Um, Where? So yeah. Where's there? Uh, there's like this town hall center in oh, King of Prussia. Cool. And uh, it's one of the very cool slash super weird place, but it's interesting out there. It's so. a bunch of restaurants right in yeah, there. Yeah, it's like yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's really nice. Spot. Yeah. I feel like I'm at the um, what's that movie? Um, the get that the Get Out movie or whatever. Um, Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that movie. That's scary. Yeah. What's a movie? I, I last movie I saw was uh, Frozen Two. So, wow. Uh, anyway, on I that note, no adult movies. <laughs> what, what are what are adult movies? On that note, um, <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna keep it a year your your record, Adam. All right. Um, we're gonna talk about our favorite cowboy songs, guys. Um, so, Adam. Give us your favorite cowboy song. Uh, Cow- cowboy. 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 I'm an old cow. Well, I need to, I need to, I need to refer to a different list, but, um, uh, <laughs> and, and now, and now, um, before we start here, I was, uh, in, in perusing our choices. I think this whole, our whole thing is a, a is a farce. Cause as the song you mentioned in the intro, the Marcus Miller opus, um, one of the greatest songs of all time, the, butt. no one picked the butt. So, does it have a cowbell in it? It probably know, does. Go-go. It has to. Probably. They they use oh. go-go bells mostly, but 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's but, cowbell. Yeah, that's cowbell for sure. So that, that's Go. that's my bad. That's my bad, Adam. Good, good call. Uh, no, I think we just got to dedicate this whole pod to the butt. All right, and uh, All right. with no further ado, <laughs> we like to refer. Oh, Marcus Miller, you genius. All right. Uh, uh, and there, you know, when this one, when uh, Freddie initially brought this one out, I'm like, how in the world am I gonna like <laughs> figure this out? But there's this wonderful thing called Google, and you're like, oh, holy crap! There's a whole bunch with cowbell. So it's like let's 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 not you know let's lift the curtain a little bit and be like no I I'm, I didn't to be like you know go to the recesses of my mind and be like yes these are my favorite you know Google is a nice uh, nice guide but um, at number three I went with the uh, with Night Train by Guns N' Roses off Appetite for Destruction. That cowbell just kind of drives that song, and it's just a, like a hard rocker. It's a, but it's it's. I think we'll, we'll get into that. But like, yeah, that you know, it'd just be a hard rock song without the cowbell. But the cowbell kind of you know drives it. So that's why it's my number three. And then uh, a number two, a slightly different use of the cowbell, and uh, the Beastie Boys, uh, Hey Ladies from uh, the fantastic Paul's Boutique. That's got a little more of a, a syncopated cowbell in there, and that is just yeah, it is a great great use of it. And then uh, yeah, oh it's it, it's yeah it's like much like much like Night Train, it's kind of like that you know this a big central part of the song. And then uh, my number one, uh, another fantastic song from a fantastic album, Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads from the amazing Remaining Light. Cowbell, once again, it's, just, it's a driver, much like Night Train, it's a driver. But, uh, you know, gotta, gotta love uh, Burn and Eno when they get together in that heyday there. Uh, that's why it's number one. Nice. Nice songs, buddy. Okay. Nice songs. Uh, Freddie, Bobetti, yes. Berman. Yes, sir. What are your number three picks? All right. So I'm going to do a little uh, line of scrimmage option call here oh. and switch it up. Um. And I'm going to change the order of my uh, picks. Is that okay? How dare you? I know, I know. But Aaron, you've chosen to switch picks like during the pod. Bear (laughs) with me. Bear with me here because it's all going to make sense. Gotcha. Okay. And it's all convoluted too. My number three (laughs) pick is Beatles 1964. You can't do that. And the Beatles, you know, being the Beatles, so tasty, they actually only used the cowbell, I think, on the on the bridge, right? But right, but I don't think it appears anywhere else in the song. So that's pretty tasty. It's cool. And that's very old school sounding cowbell. Sounds like they just grabbed it out of the pasture and just brought it right into the studio. Anyway, that's my number three. My number two pick is 
from the Rolling Stones, 1969 Honky Tonk Women. The song starts with the cowbell. You know, Jimmy Miller, their producer, playing that cowbell. I'm not sure that it's even featured that much throughout the rest of the song. But that that cowbell lick and the way that he mutes it is pretty cool. He's getting like a melody out of one cowbell. Pretty cool. Pretty amazing. I was actually just listening to a uh, uh, somebody posted something of Charlie Watts drum track, and you could hear everything bleeding in. You know, his isolated drum track, amazing, including the cowbell. That's my number two. My number one, and the reason I'm going with this is it's basically got a cowbell solo. If you think about it, if you know this song, it's the 1967 Chambers Brothers recording, Time Has Come Today. And especially the album verse, it's got this, you know, crazy slow it slows down very interesting uh time yeah yeah record to listen to especially under the influence and then it builds back up do 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 and the cowbell is basically the lead instrument so for that i gotta go as my number one with time has come hmm. today hmm. and there i did it be- i did it you did it. I switched them up. <laughs> All three you, of them. You they did were, it. None were in the same spot. Exactly. And I, I, I'd be curious to hear what the other guy's uh, uh, opinion is of time has come today. And also, um, you know, we don't talk about this now, but like when you were thinking about this topic, Freddie, were you only thinking about this topic so you could bring up time has come today by the oh. Chambers Brothers? <laughs> no, because initially I had it as number three. Yeah, but you switched it up. You're like, I did just write. And I did two it years to say this. Literally, just <laughs> in the last five minutes, I switched them up. Just looking at it and thinking about it, it's a darn cowbell solo. Come on, what could be cooler than that? Well, well there's a lot of uh, things. Uh, right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, shall see. Maybe <laughs> so. Maybe not. It's debatable. <laughs> Met him again. What do you got? What do you oh, got? what do I got? Well, you know, I just have to say that. So everyone knows the the line about the cow, about needing more cowbell from the SNL skit, but sure. I have to say that the my favorite line of that skit, which is not as celebrated, and I think it should be, is when Jimmy Fallon is like losing his mind. He's like biting down on the drumstick to stop from laughing. And Will Ferrell says he'd be doing himself a disservice and everyone in this band if I didn't perform the hell out of this. Just like the notion of performing on a cowbell is hilarious to me. And I think that that, that is a, an underloved line of that whole skit. So I'm just getting that out there just to prime the pump here. Anyway, right on. so my third pick, I'm going way back 
1967 and the Cuban national treasure that was Celia Cruz doing the Cuban national treasure song, Guantanamera. So excellent in so many ways. A lot of versions of the song, but I am partial to Celia Cruz's version. My number two pick, I went with the great Quincy Jones, 1962, Soul Bossa Nova. Certainly made famous to the younger generation through the Austin Powers franchise, but an incredible composition in its own right. And then my number one, my number one pick, uh, this was easy for me when it, when this topic was first announced, because this song would be nothing without the cowbell. The cowbell was mixed so loudly and so wonderfully. And I'm talking about Hugh Masekela's Grazing in the Grass, 1968. Yes. You're all over the world, man. I did. I did kind of go worldly with this one, but we can talk about why. Yeah, you've been everywhere, man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's very, very good. I got a hot take for you about Quincy Jones. I'll, I'll hit you later on that one. Okay. But it's uh, cool. my turn to go now. Yeah. And uh, this is Aaron, uh, the John Stockton podcast. This is just left and right, a.k.a. Corn Teeth. And my number one, number three, excuse me, uh, favorite song with a cowbell in it is um it's away from the farm guys it's on broadway uh, by george benson i don't know if you guys heard this 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 uh the song this album weekend in la released 1978 live um live live recording the cowbell is just rocking throughout the whole entire thing. Harvey I mean, Mason, man, laying it down. Harvey Mason, you sure? I think it's absolutely uh, no, no. I I beg to differ. I believe it was uh, a guy named Ralph McDonough who was on percussion. Oh, percussion! There you go. But Harvey Mason was playing drums. I'm I'm giving love to the cowboy guy, and that's Ralph McDonough. Understood. I'm giving yeah, love I mean, to the drummer. I'm this giving, ain't about drummers. This ain't about the drummer. Some. It's Atlantic, not. It's, this is about the cowbell. Atlantic City Zone, Harvey Mason. Pretty much all he's doing in the song is hitting that cowbell. <laughs> Ralph was every great. Beat. Ralph was um, great, man. Just one quick note about about Ralph McDonald. This dude wrote just. He it was one of the co-writers on two just the us. two of us. Yeah. He he wrote the whole Mr. Magic Grover Washington Jr. Dude. And he wrote. He was a co-writer on Where's the Love. Just so a, don't don't tell people that quick story. people can be composers. Quick Ralph McDonald story. When I worked at Disc Makers. He was a client of mine. I spoke to him on the regular. He was a sweetheart of a guy. And at that point, he was touring a lot with uh, Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett, which I couldn't believe. I was like, man, he must be getting paid really good to go out and tour with that guy. But the point is, he was a sweetheart of a guy. And I was so sad when he passed away. Really, really sad. According to this, oh yeah, he did pass away. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry about that. Um, 
But he, anyway. he was getting paid before that for writing uh, just the two. Understood. Of us. That's what I'm. I'm saying like I couldn't never understand why he why he was doing Margaritaville. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just didn't. Uh, I never got it. But as a fun party, maybe maybe it was a fun. I party. guess maybe. I don't. Know. I can see that. I can see. Anyway, my number two, uh, right. Oye Como Va. That's the correct pronunciation. The Santana uh, version. Santana yes. version. Oye Como yeah, Va. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, off the uh, Abraxas album, um, released in I believe 1970, and uh, you know the I believe the I believe the the Cabo person on this was uh, Jose Octavio Arias Davila Davia. Um, no idea who this person is, but they they were killing on the cowbell, and um, you know he brought the Latin uh, Santana brought the Latin rock thing, and cowbell was definitely a a part of that as well. And then my number one. Cowbell favorite song is a song called Spinning Wheel. Spinning Wheel got to go round. Talking about your troubles, it's a crying sin. Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel spin. Uh, released by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, uh, released in May of 1969. And the cowbell just comes in and right off the jump, and it's just like, it's like there's a cowbell, and I believe it's I believe that person who who's has that job is named Bobby Columbi. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he also did the, the percussion right and stuff. And uh, yeah, so Bobby Columbi, I gotta say, I love that you're giving props to the people that actually played the cowbell on the record. That's good. Yeah, I'm not giving love to the drummers. I well in, the, in that case you were because well, he some doubled. drummers are doing the cowbell. He yeah. doubled. He doubled, but he I mean, doubled. He doubled. But specifically, I'm just talking about his work on the bell. Oh, I understand. Aaron, did, Aaron, did you uh Glad we play spinning wheel? Aaron, did you play spinning wheel in in marching band and like uh, high school football marching band? I didn't. You didn't because that's I how didn't. I remember it. I I thought it's like a like a you know a. Uh, you know, uh, when you're in the stands with the marching band during the football games, like I feel like spinning wheel is one that always comes up from the high school band. Yeah. Wait, wait, time staples. out, time out. Aaron, you played in marching band in high school? Did. What did, did you play? Trumpet. What? Who knew? I knew. Uh, Adam knew. Are we gonna? <laughs> are you gonna play a little something something on on our upcoming record? I am. I'm yeah, gonna put it way in the bottom. <laughs> I don't care. We, I just want to see Aaron Parnell Brown trumpet on the yeah. credit somewhere. That's all. Yeah, Brandon doesn't know this yet, so I didn't want to break it to him like this. Um, but we're going to take a short. We're going to take a short break and come back uh, with a lot more discussion. Hold on. And we are back. And so today's episode, um, I will say that I was a little bit uh, apprehensive when when my friend Freddie Berman picked this topic of cowbell 
And then you start like kind of like Adam was saying, you, you start digging into all the cowboy songs. And actually, you know, there's a lot of really cool cowboy songs. Um, so, Freddie, I want to uh, kick it to you first and say, like, one, um, like, how did you kind of think about this? Um, were you nervous when you were brought when you brought the topic to the fellas uh, and um, and thinking that we might laugh at you um, when you brought it up? To Rightfully us? Like, so. What are your thoughts? I <laughs> First of all, I think. Didn't this topic come out of a conversation we were having after our last pod recording? I'm pretty sure, like, right then and there, I said, wait, that's a great idea for a podcast. And I forget what the circumstances were. Uh, But I want to say two things. Number one, I, I don't know if you other guys looked at that link to that website that um Aaron posted Aaron posted this this website and I'll put it out for all the listeners out there on the uh, show notes cowbellsongs.com oh, and no. it, it is the definitive list you think we oh. got a good list this thing and basically most of the songs that we picked I don't know about the uh, honorable mentions yet are on that list for sure it's exhaustive the the other thing is when i was young a young drummer coming up having a cowbell (laughs) attached to your bass drum hoop was kind of a given oh it it was and there was oh my god there was one song that i didn't pick for my um my main topics picks or honorable mentions. And I don't think any of us picked it, but I must mention it. It's a song by Procol Harum called Whiskey Train. And the beat, it's it's basically like a paradiddle type beat that BJ Wilson played. That is one of the coolest cowbell incorporated beats ever. And I can't believe I didn't remember it until now getting old fellas getting old so like did you do you when you what one do you have it your cowbell on your drum set now i do not but i do own a cowbell and why don't you have it on your kit now uh it gets in the way of my knee because my legs are really long no matter how far back i sit it's just in the way now maybe well, me, I put let it me on. Follow the, up real quick. Go, go, let go, me go. follow up. That's a bad excuse. You were this. You were this tall when you were no, you know, no, in your no. teens too. I bet, right? Uh, I was approaching this tall, but I got long legs. That's just a bad excuse. I think it's so basically dry. saying the cowboy went out of favor. Exactly. When was it last on your kit? What's that again? When was it last on your kit as a consistent staple? A cowbell on my yeah. kit. Maybe when I was, maybe when that Procol Harum song was out. I don't know. Maybe when I was fourteen years old. Oh, so it's long been a while. Long. But here's the thing: back then, even the old guys that had played in wedding bands that played like how to play a cha-cha had to have a cowbell. But back then, the cowbells weren't as big. Like the one I have now is humongous. Like it won't even fit on the screen, <laughs> but back then they used like the ones that literally look 
like I said, came off a cow in the field. You know, they are, were little. Are they always made out of metal, Freddie? I would think so. Maybe some brass, some of them. I don't know. I've seen silver ones. I have, but I've never owned one. Yeah, but just to give a, let's just give a little more context here, and um, just uh, and this is the broadest of context. So yeah, we we we're talking about cowbell in in terms of rock music and like some other kind of music, whatever. But you know, there's you know, rock, uh, the cowbell has been around for like forever. Like kind of uh, what what you guys are alluding to, it came from cows in the fields, and they had a bell, and you wanted to know where they were. And then, you know, some shepherd somewhere was like, hey, that that sounds like something or other. And, uh, you know, kind of evolved, evolved, evolved and um, evolved into classical music. Um, yeah. There's, you know, quite a few different, you know, classical music, classical pieces that Correct. incorporate the cowbell. You know, Latin American music is, is well infused, um, especially with, the, you know, the polyrhythms and the syncopation and all that kind of stuff. And then rock and roll. Uh, incorporated the cowbell to some some positive effects and some negative effects <laughs> um but so but the cowbell has is infused in so much of the music that's out there in the world yep um and um you know so when we even talk about it now it's like we're kind of talking i'm talking about it in kind of a negative connotations this this instrument and it is instrument has been around for like forever yep and so just kind of want to give that context before I go ahead and, and start crapping on it again. Um, and, and Brandon, what do you got, man? Yeah, well, it is. I can't think of an instrument that's more uh, stigmatized, really. Yeah. <laughs> Which, all, all because of one comedy sketch, you know. Uh, but I wanted to kick it over to Freddie for the question about rhythm itself, because I think it, pretty much all of the all of the picks on our list that have to do with like popular music, <laughs> we're getting we're getting a masterclass in percussion over here. Uh, all of the songs on our list that that have use a cowbell in popular music, I think they're all just like steady quarter note pattern, right? And then the different songs that are not kind of part of popular rock music or whatever you want to call it that that we've picked, like they are other rhythms. So I'm well, just wondering, not like, necessarily that Rolling Stones. Song. that pattern is yeah not a quarter, a quarter note. note and we haven't gotten to the honorable mentions to yet right i'm just wondering why is that often just like the go-to pattern because like yeah like when you set up a click track in pro tools the default is the is like a cowbell sound and quarter that's always note. giving you the click i don't know maybe yeah. just because it it cuts through so well like it's a piercing sound which also may have to do with why uh it's so stigmatized but I've just I've just always wondered that like why is just like the quarter note cowbell thing like often just always work and you don't have to alter it. Interesting. I mean, maybe because inherently rock is you know pretty simplistic, and you know the guys who are playing it maybe just that's all they could think of to play at the time. But uh, you know, like I said, we haven't gotten to some of the uh, honorable mentions, which I think in the case of mine, especially deviates from that pattern. Aaron, what do you got? Yeah. And I, I, so I want to kick actually back to you, Brandon. So you're, you're the producer guy of the group and you, you work with a lot of different acts that come into the studio and you're like, Oh yeah, this guy th th do this and that and other thing. And you know, when you're helping them sculpt the sound, 
um, are you ever in a in a position where you're like, you know what, guys, you know what, what this needs is more cowbell. <laughs> like, is that ever like, is that ever a thing? And I want to also put you into the into the mindset, like, and so the songs that we listed here, like, can, can you put yourself into the producer's mind saying, oh yeah, cowbell right here, Soul Bossa Nova, cowbell. Like, do you say is that like a is that like a tool in your toolbox to say, oh, this song needs it? I don't think it's ever come up in any of the songs that I've produced, to be honest with you. To, like for my taste, I'm usually going to pick like a tambourine or a set of claves sure. or woodblock, maybe something. Those textures are a little more appealing to me just generally. From Why, a, is that? Well, Why is that? Why is that? The cowbell is just like, it's just, all, it's, it's obnoxious. It's 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 purely obnoxious. It's clanky. It's it's honky. It's like I don't know. You know, it's just like it's so rarely is the thing that you're wanting. I mean, I've recorded cowboys for sure, and those are usually in the context of like working with like actual Cuban musicians, where that's part of their whole percussion rig. But in terms of like pop music or something like that, I have never suggested, guys, it needs cowbell. Those words have never left my mouth. <laughs> I mean, we don't have any cowbell on our upcoming record right yet Yet? (laughs) i guess the only song that could possibly benefit from it and which we won't be doing is uh jealous lover maybe yeah no you know Um... uh, but there is there there is a a very cool afro-cuban what they call bell pattern and but it could be played it could be played on other instruments too and it's like a 6 8 <laughs> you know which fits and it's tasteful but you're you're right no i won't yeah. allow it you won't so, allow it you won't yeah, allow go ahead, it go ahead, go ahead brendan go ahead yes well okay so freddie so so kind of going off of what you just brought up with like a different rhythmic pattern so that rhythm that you just clapped out to me, I would love to hear on the I go go. And like that to me is like a whole like that. It, while it's like probably the closest relative to the cowbell that we're discussing, yep. much more beautiful instrument, much more elegant instrument. It's got tone to it. It's not as obnoxious. It's not as like loud and piercing, but it certainly can cut through. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And like. It's funny because I always assumed, like you mentioned go-go music in the preamble, I always assumed that go-go music was named after the I go-go, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Yeah, that's uh, a good question. Because I know it's used in go-go music, it's used in yeah. sambas, it's used in yeah. a lot of different styles yeah. of music. But um, yeah, if I'm if we're talking like bell-like percussion instruments, give me the I go-go any day of the week over the cowbell. And so, um, Adam, I haven't heard from you at all. So, like, what what are your feelings on 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 the cowbell in popular music? Wow, have you have you used have you? So, Adam has recorded solo albums, um, and I was, I'm curious: have you recorded um, have you used cowbell on any albums? Yes, yes, it's it's a nice texture. And what was the decision in in using that uh, texture? <laughs> Um, uh, it, 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 well, I was just saying it cuts, it cuts, it, it is in rock and rock and, you know, I'm more of a, you know, rock, rock and roll, you know, all 
country folky thing and it's kind of you know it's a driver it's a you know it's a sound that it's a percussive driver and that's kind of mainly the main thing on that oh and i was thinking brendan when you're talking about why it's the quarter notes you know in, in rock music it's like my the first thing that came to my mind is like maybe the the musicians playing are just bad at keeping time so they're like let's hire a guy to just stand back here and be like here guys one two three four but no this is part of the song we're not trying to have them keep time this is this is the song. The original click uh, track. Yes. The, the click the click track hiding in plain sight. Yeah, that's that's very, very possible. Uh, Freddie, what do you go, got? Go-Go gets the name from the fact that the music goes and goes. <laughs> Originally, the term Go-Go was used to identify the place where youth had musical parties. So go maybe it comes from go, this. Go. Uh, exactly, from the Miracle yeah. song. Mm. Maybe. So it's I just a coincidence that the I go go or go go bells and other and other terms exactly. are, are also used in the music. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, it's a little too coincidental for my uh, life. I know. Well, it's go go and go go, so it's not the same. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh god, yeah, that was a good one, buddy. Um, <laughs> um, so I I want to go to a little bit of our song choices here and. Um, I mentioned that, uh, you know, so it's kind of hard to talk about, uh, I'll be honest, it's kind of hard to talk about cowbells just in in, in and of itself um, as like um, a thing um, to me, because there's like cowbells uh, in like uh, rock and roll, which is like, uh, Brandon, what you were saying, like quarter note kind of thing. Then there's like the whole like um, Latin thing where, and then there's a classical thing, which I don't know anything about. But the Latin thing is really interesting to me, but I don't know anything about it. And then the, the rock and roll thing is just like, boom, boom, boom. And it makes me feel good. But that's all like, you know, when I put on this like spinning wheel, it's just like when I, when I hear the cowboy bell, I'm like, oh, yeah, all <laughs> right. Classic rock. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, I want to take I want to take one aside um, for you, Brendan, to say the Soul Bossa Nova song from Quincy Jones. One, it's terrible. Two, I want to say, in, in all our in our podcast that we've been kind of doing, I, I'm lo- I'm learning that I don't really like Quincy Jones that much as like a solo artist kind of guy. Does anybody feel the same way? I mean, well, his stuff to me comes across as a lot like background, like soundtrack type of stuff. Which is he's very good at this uh, the soundtrack, right? Stuff. But he's also a great producer. When it comes to producing other people's music, yes. So that that's part of, and he's a great arranger, you know. Yeah. So, if you're gonna have me do like top five Quincy Jones songs, I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't, I don't even think of him as like as the, you know, in that, in that, you know, in like the, as not as a recording artist. That sounds a little like a bit of a shot, but more like, yeah, I see him like like Freddie, like more more as a the producer and, and like a very, very good producer. Cause then you're like, you're watching, you know, like you're watching Ray and watching like young Quincy Jones talking around with Ray. I'm like, I don't know any of the stuff Quincy Jones did back then. I don't know any of, you know, I can't, I can't point to any of it. Yeah. I don't know either. Right. The, the yeah. movie, I Ray. think he was more, yeah. more of a, an arranger in the big right. band. era. Yeah, he did Frank Sinatra oh. stuff. He did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have blind spots, and that's a big one. For, I just thinking that that we're talking this, and like I'm like watching Ray and Quincy's like got his trumpet and he's talking to Jamie, Fo- you know Jamie Fox, and I'm like, 
what in the world are you doing it then, Quincy? <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, he had to make a huge career pivot, too, because of the whole aneurysm thing. Wasn't that fairly yeah. early, early on in life? So, like, yeah. who knows what would have happened in terms of him as a solo artist if he huh. didn't make that pivot? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay, bringing bring it back to the um, uh, Brendan, bring it back to the. We let the, that wander a little, didn't we? Well, I just want to say, bring it back to the cowboy. Then we're going to take a break. Um, if you're putting yourself in Quincy Jones's shoes, Brendan, and you're you're composing and, and doing soul bossa nova, what, what are you thinking about when you're saying, hey, "Let me get some cowbell in here"? So, I think that song for me, it's like it's kitschy. You know, I, and maybe it wasn't written that way. It wasn't supposed to be that way in 1962. But like that song just kind of has that 60s novelty sound, the way that it's aged. And to me, like Cowbell, yes, bring it on. Adam, go ahead, man. I think you probably were at the same spot with me. I'm like, I think this is the effect where the song has been tainted by its use in the movie. Where now you, you know. You take that song and all you can see is Mike Myers with his big fake teeth and, you know, dark rim glasses doing that, you know, doing that, you know, goofy dance. It's like you can't like untie those now, you know, and like Austin Powers was such a cultural phenomenon for that, you know, four or five years that, you know, with those movies and like that is the head of, Austin, you know, that's the Austin Powers head. And it's like, yeah. I don't think you can un- unconnect them at this point. Sure. Like maybe it wasn't kid. Me- like if you asked. If you this question was asked in like 1995, could you be like, oh, it's kitschy? Like, I don't know. I don't know I don't if I know. It's well, regardless. Yes, I I hear you. I hear you. But it's still like a light, bouncy tune. Like, I don't think that tune ever wanted to be taken seriously. I I'm willing to bet. Well, let, let, let me let me let me jump on that real quick, and then we're going to, we're going to take a break. And, and I, I just want to say that it kind of it it just occurred to me that you know when you think about well, whoever is thinking about putting in. Uh, a cowbell at that point in time when you think about putting a cowbell into like a into a song the cowbell is the lark of instruments that's basically what a cowbell is you're just like putting it in there you're like oh i know this is we're we're this we're, we're jumping the shark here with this cowbell and so on that note we're going to take a break we'll be back with some uh with some more with some more uh honorable mentions for you guys hold on More cowbell for your ears. Adam, Blonde, Selick, Dr. Podiatrist. What kind of honorable mentions do you want to leave it for the people, sir? All right, all right. Um, once again, there was like a wealth of um, choices here. And uh, so I had to, hard to narrow down to five. But uh, but for my first honorable mention, I chose uh, You Got the Look by Prince. a very you know i guess that's in the in the go-go spirit i would suppose there and also i just like picking prince just because we gave aaron such a hard time about it for so long that he just never picks it so i love just to pick prince just i don't know if i call it spite i would just call it to be like ha ha look what i picked <laughs> and also it's you got the looks a great song we covered that back and when we did our prince michael jackson tribute and that's a that's a fun one when i get to play it like nice 
heavy Wonderful. chorus guitar. I had I, I had I had a, I had a great time doing the Prince stuff. Yeah. And um and then for my other honorable mention, I did um the more slightly more contemporary choice, especially uh, compared to a lot of these choices. Um, Daft Punk is playing at my house by LCD Sound System. This is the if the, this is the driving cowbell. This is to like the kind of like in the Beastie Boys "Hey Ladies" spirit, where it's like it's like the central like rhythmic, you know, figure of of, of the song, and and that's their, their LCD's first album, very great album, and I mean I believe they're back now, but I mean no band ever breaks up, but that was in their you know first three album before they broke up the first time. Hey Dan, a lot of great stuff there. Great, uh, excellent pick, sir. Uh, Freddie, what do you got, man? Okie dokie. Um, one of my honorable mentions is uh, We're an American Band, Grand Funk Railroad, 1973. The primary part is the old quarter note, but the intro. The intro is great. One of the best drum intros, rock drum intros ever. So check it out. You get a moment. That's one. The other one is uh, War, 1975, recording Low Rider. And this is more of the the Latin style um, uh, pattern, you know, where it's like ding, 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 or maybe it's the opposite, you know, playing the center and the and the opened end going back and forth, which is the way a lot of uh, timbales setups are are set. They have the timbales and then a cowbell attached between the two drums. So yeah. uh, the timbalero can go back and forth easily. So that that that's a good one more. So I got, yeah, one rock-based and then one a little more Latin slash R&B. It could be argued that Lowrider is like one of the most famous cowbell songs. That song, that song gets like new life every decade, one way or another. I'll be in a movie or somebody covering it. That song is just a a presence in in music. And it starts with a cowbell. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. it's it's announcing announcing its intentions right up front. There's no guesswork. Why in the '70s was cowbell? I just don't understand how the '70s were just like. It was just like, hey guys, let's start a band. Uh, let's first get a cowbell player, <laughs> and then uh, maybe maybe get a guitar player, and then a singer. <laughs> like, like what? Like what happened back then? Man? Start with the cowbell. Everything else will fall into place. Something, man. <laughs> yeah. What was going on back there? I don't think I liked this part of the seventies. Um, uh, Brendan, what, what what do you got, man? So for my first honorable mention, I went with complicated Avril Lavigne. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Does that have cowbell? Yeah, I saw that on oh. that on that cowbell list. I couldn't believe it. You've been saving it all day, man. Oh uh, yeah, had to get that one out there. 
So for my first actual honorable mention, I went with surprise, surprise, Radiohead electioneering off of OK Computer. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's kind of wonderful in that song. Yeah. Well, why? Well, hold on. Why they choose that? Like, what again? Like, I, I, go back to why? It sounds awesome in that song the way it is exactly. But like, how do you make that choice? Especially as Radiohead, they're like, eh, I don't care about this. I don't care about the more cab that sure. I well, I mean, if you think of the subject material of that song, I honestly think they were trying to make it like get on your nerves a little bit because it's so upfront ah. and like with the messaging that's going on there. I think that was a production choice and an intentional gotcha. texture choice, almost like almost ironically, perhaps. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the year the more ninety seven? Isn't that when the more cowbell Saturday Night Live sketch was? Oh, that's a good question. That sounds about right. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah it's in that in that it was early Will Ferrell. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying that? So you're saying that OK Computer was influenced by SNL? Very possible. That, we you heard need, it here we, first. We're breaking news. We need the fact-checking team to get on no, top of sorry. that. So, it, yeah. The cowbell sketch aired in the year 2000. Uh, uh, in the year 2000. Yes. <laughs> so sorry to burst Lobama. that bubble. That's oh, all right. Debunked. Snoped. Yes, okay. You've been snoped right on here. Okay. Yes, there you go. Okay. So <laughs> I'll finish my, my other honorable mention, and I went with the... What is his official title, Chuck Brown? Is he the, the godfather of Go-Go or is he the grandfather of Go-Go? I forget. Something like, like that. The uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uncle of he was, yeah. He was friend's uncle of Go-Go. Like, like the buck guy. He's the Go-Go guy. Anyway, yes. I went with searches. Chuck Brown and Bustin' Loose. Keep what you got until you get what you need, y'all. You got to go with that. 1979. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Yeah. Chuck Brown yeah. and the Soul Searchers. That's right. That was the name of the band. Absolutely. Um, yep. Thank you, sir. And uh, this is Aaron, uh, aka Corn Teeth. And uh, my got? two honorable mentions, uh, I, you know, I kind of stayed with the rock idiom here. And my first choice is uh, Good Times, Bad Times. Led Zeppelin. Um, this basic, this rock cowbell. That's what they, you know, they, they were like, rock cowbell, let's do it. Um, uh, go ahead, Freddie. Uh, yes and no. I mean, that pattern that he, he, it's really just like an intro, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's not a straight quarter note thing. It might not be a straight quarter note, but it is for sure rock cowboy cowbell. Rock Cowboy vibes. <laughs> Introing Zeppelin to the world there. That was the the first song. Yeah. Um, and then my what next choice, my next honorable mention is uh, Taxman. The taxman. Yeah, the taxman. Don't ask me what I want. Um, by the Beatles. And the cowbell comes in on the, on the chorus. And uh, it just sounds so tasty. Like you yep. said, they just do they just do a good tasty cowbell. Yep. You know? You, yep. you think about the Beatles, you think about a tasty cowbell. 
Um, and with yeah. that, I'm going to kick it to you, Adam. What are, what are your closing thoughts on the uh, oh boy on the Cabo, buddy? Well, <laughs> I think uh, I like the way you oof. said that. You're like, good luck, Adam. Uh, <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's come. Um, now I think I, I'm probably, I, you know, maybe I will be proven wrong here in the future, but I can't imagine us doing another pod on another percussive instrument solely on one percussive instrument. If we do like favorite triangle <laughs> songs or like kungas. favorite kungas, actually that might be good. Yeah, so let's I, see. I've already been right? Right. like favorite tambourine. I mean. No, I mean Mo- anything Motown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, the tambourine I don't know, or like favorite shaker egg songs or favorite Kuika songs or ah, that would be that would be a really deep dive. Interesting. I don't know. Google might be hard. A lot with of P funk. Oh yeah, um, and Latin stuff probably. Yeah, yeah. actually, there's Kuika and uh, and the Quincy Jones one. What about the Brendan would have to? What about the Cabo? Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, I think all of these other ones would be interesting, but we actually pulled off cowbell, and 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 and, uh, and, and I guess the uh, the moral of the of the story is that uh, a lot more of it than you think. I mean, it, and it's in there, and it's it's used not in a lot of different ways, but it, it feels like it's you know it's texture or rhythm, but um, it sure does help a lot of songs out that I think would be uh, not as good without it. And then Freddie's gonna bail me out right here. I just want to say that nobody picked the Blue Oyster Cult song that the SNL skit is based on. Well, I think that was the rule that we couldn't pick that. Really? Yeah, it's unspoken. 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 All I'm right. Kinda, I'm, yeah. I'm exactly. very. I'm proud of us that we did not. Yeah, me or too. Or the butt. But no, I'm not proud of us that we. No one did did the butt. No one picked the butt. Well, go go is represented though. Go go. Oh yes, and and we now we've said the butt like seventeen times on here anyway. Marcus yeah. Miller's finest hour for those of you who don't know. And on that note, guys, thank you so much on behalf of Adam, the Doctor Podiatrist, Blonde Selig Zelensky, on behalf of uh, on behalf of Brendan Metapodi McGeehan, at uh, on behalf of Freddie 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 Berman. This is Aaron Brown. Uh, the John Stockton of podcast, dishing out assists left and right, aka quarantine. Uh, we'll be back uh, with another episode for your ears next week. Take care. Right, fiction. <laughs>